friend, it's Denise here. Before we get started with today's show, I've got a really important announcement, especially if you've been thinking about joining my money bootcamp. Because for the first time in six years, the price is going up and it's going up on the 1st of March. So you have to jump in. We have had over 9,000 members now and we know this course gets better and better at helping people with money mindset. So if you're needing some extra support this year to overcome money blocks, I would love to work with you. And just a reminder, we have live calls every single month. So this is the time to join, especially since you don't want to have to pay another $500, which is what we're increasing the price to. Your dreams are so important and your business can really help people. And I know what it's like to be struggling with money blocks and struggling with an income plateau. So you've got one big opportunity between now and the 1st of March to join at the current price. Um, price is going up to $2,497 US dollars. So it's just under $2,000 now. If you want in at the current price, and you don't want to pay that extra money, then you've got one final opportunity to join before the price goes up on the 1st of March. So head over to denisedt.com slash bootcamp, get all of the details, all of the bonuses and come and join us. And if you have any questions, you can always reach out to myself. You just send me a DM on social media or send us an email info at denisedt.com. Com and we'll see if it's right for you. We'd love to welcome you into bootcamp and watch you grow. All right, let's get on with today's episode. Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Hey, gorgeous, and welcome to another episode of Chill and Prosper. I just want to say a really quick thank you for everybody who shares my episodes and who listens. And, you know, just a special shout out to people listening at work. Maybe you're in your cubicle and you're listening or you're on your commute to work and you're listening. Big shout out to you because that was totally me. I don't know, 15 years ago or so when I was going to work and I was listening to podcasts and dreaming of when I could work for myself. So a special shout out to you guys. And um, I want to ask a favor if you can rate and, um, you know, do a little review or anything like that. It really helps people to find the podcast. So I really, really appreciate that. Now, let's get on to today's topic. We are talking about how to get your clients to actually commit to working with you. Because I see this all the time in the various business groups I'm in. People say, oh, I thought I had a client and they ghosted. Um, Or, you know, someone said they wanted to work with me and then I never, ever heard from them again. And this can be so disheartening, especially if you've summoned up the courage to put yourself out there, you've summoned up the courage to make an offer and somebody says yes and then you feel like the hard work's over and then it's just like, oh, where did they go? Um, It might trigger your feelings of rejection. It might trigger um, imposter syndrome and then it can be really hard to continue to go. So the first thing I want to say on this is um, always be marketing. This is such an important part of being in business. Always be marketing because sometimes you do a big rush, cool, some clients come in and 
then you forget to do that. Okay, so we always have to make sure that we're in this space of abundance. There's always more customers. There's always more people that I could help. So then you don't have to get stressed about each and every little mini rejection because the truth is not everyone's going to want to work with you. The truth is that some people will ghost you. Some people um, will flake. Some people you know, will be rude about it. Some people will change their mind and that's totally cool. That will happen. Um, And what we're going to talk about today is some tips that I have um, put into my business to make sure that that happens less, but also you don't take it as personally. And that's the big key, right? Because business feels really personal. We take it personally when people don't like working with us. And, um, yeah, we don't want we don't want to do that because then I see people quit their business and it's not good. Okay, so obviously if you don't have clients, you don't have a business, and if you don't have regular clients, then your income might be in feast or famine. Okay, so there's a lot of little subtleties here, and it's not um, just about asking for the sale. So one big thing that is just so overlooked sometimes is just the power of follow up. Like that is literally the first thing to get people to commit to working with you and saying yes. Sometimes it is about literally sending a follow-up message. Now, I've spoken so many times about how I have ADHD and sometimes decisions can be very hard for me um, or sometimes I don't mean to, but sometimes I do ghost people too because it's just too hard or they've asked me a question and there's too many variables or too many options and it's just easier for me to not respond. I know that sounds really rude, but on the other side of it is that um, when someone's not committing with you or not saying yes, not taking that next step that they said they were going to, you have to think about what could be happening on the other side for them and how do you make that easier. And sometimes it is just a little nudge to say, hey, um, you know, do you still want to work together? Hey, is there anything I can help you with? Hey, um, is there anything wrong with the form? Hey, can I help you in some way? Um, and, and I find sometimes I just appreciate those nudges so much from people because sometimes I have forgotten. Sometimes other priorities have come up. Sometimes it's made it, you know, they've made it a little bit too tricky for me to say yes. So remember, the fortune is in the follow-up and it doesn't have to be sleazy. It can be just like, hey, just a reminder. Hey, just to make it easy. Um, But here, let's talk about some ways that we can get um, your potential customers to make some micro commitments that will just take them along the journey to working with you and just making it a very natural, easy progression. And a lot of these things you can automate, which is my favorite because we're all about chilling and prospering here. Anything we can do to make things easier is great, you know, Um, small, easy actions. Now, I talked about this in my book as well, Chill and Prosper, which if if you haven't read it, please go and read it. But I tell this story as well in that book because it is just so indicative sometimes of how micro commitments can make a huge difference. So, um, you know, I normally go to my nail salon. I never make an appointment. I just kind of go in because... I've sort of gone, oh, my nails are disgusting or I've got filming. So I always go in and and no matter how busy they are, they're like, yep, come in, sit down. They give you a magazine and they put your feet in water, right? Or or they give you a glass of water. They do something because you're committed. And if that has happened to you at a nail salon, like you're not going to just go, 
you know, you're committed. Um, Even if you sit there for 20 minutes, you're just like, okay, I'm in the process, right? I'm in this journey. I'm getting my nails done. Um, But I went to another salon recently and it was completely empty, completely. And I went, it's like, oh, can I, um, you know, can I get a manicure? And they're like, um, yeah, in like three days. And I was like, oh, nope. Can I get it now? And they were like, no, like we've got people coming in. And I was like, fair enough, right? If you're a business, you can totally send people away. But I was like, if they had just asked a couple more questions, you know, well, what do you need? Um, I would have said, look, I just need a very, very quick pedicure. No scrub, no massage, nothing. Like you don't even have to soak my feet. I just need some color because I've got a photo shoot on. Um, and I hate that stuff anyway. I hate <laughs> I hate the massage. I hate people scrubbing my feet. It just uh, gives me the icks. But if they just asked a couple of questions, like what do you need? Um, and if they said, look, oh, we can do a speedy, speedy thing, is that okay? I would have been like, yes, thank you, because they literally had no customers in there. So I left disappointed and I left kind of going, I'll never go back there. you know. And I just think that might sound really mean of me to say that, but I was just like, just make a commitment. I would have sat there for an hour. I would have sat there and if they were like going between me and one of their customers, I wouldn't have cared. Um, but there was no way, there was no commitment for me at all. And even if they'd said, look, you know, come back this afternoon, let's book you in. I, I probably would have come back, but they had no answers for me. Um, so this always happens to me sometimes at restaurants too. And this is the second example I share in the book is I've got three kids And when they were young, like we would only eat out at like five o'clock, 5.30. And we would go into a restaurant, same thing, heaps of empty tables. And we'd be like, hey, can we just get something to eat? And they'd go, oh, we've got bookings coming in, you know, 45 minutes an hour. We literally, when you've got three kids, you are speedy. You are speedy eat. I'm like, just chuck us some bread, chuck us some freaking spaghetti bolognese. We'll be out of your hair really, really soon. Again, they never asked the question. You know, and we would have just been in and out super quick. Um, so they could have they could have had our commitment as well, or they could have said, "Look, here's a takeaway menu. You know, sit at one of these tables while you wait. I'll, I'll you know, I'll give you some bread while you wait." I would have ordered heaps of stuff, but they literally did not have a solution for us. So sometimes when it comes to making um, commitments for clients, it is about offering solutions, giving them an answer to their problem, but also just finding out more information. What do people need? Tell people what to do next. Um, And so this is the thing when you have people come to your website, that is half the battle, right? It really is for people to even find you. Okay. Now, uh, here's another example. I'm not going to name them, but um, I, I see sometimes people who've got charities, you know, they'll be like, oh, I just need to get, you know, X amount for my charity um, campaign or I'm raising funds for whatever. And I'll go to their website and I'm I, and I'm like going to the website because I go, oh, yeah, I want to help them and I want to donate. And they literally make it so hard for me to do it. Cutesy names everywhere of like, um, I don't know, even just like be a supporter. I'm like, what does that mean? If you are a charity, have a big donate button big donate button here. Tell people what to do next. And this is particularly true if you've got a lot of free information. If someone's going to your website, they're reading an article, they're listening to your podcast, they're watching a video, give them an action afterwards. That's just a little commitment. Just saying, hey, I've got something for you. I've got a solution for you. Um, Here's what's next. And it could be, here's my freebie. 
you know, you enjoyed this article, sign up for my free report on how to do X, Y, Z. Like sign up here. I've got a, a video that shows you how to do this thing that I've been talking about in this video. That's a little micro commitment. That's like putting their feet in water. Sit down. We've got a solution for you. Sit down, get comfortable. It's not just going, all right, see ya. Good luck with that thing. Go and do it. So it's totally okay to have a call to action on every single thing that you do. And I see a lot of entrepreneurs um, think, no, 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 I, I can only do that every third newsletter or something like that. And that's only if you believe that really selling is evil and that, I don't know, it's bad to offer people a solution, but it's totally okay just to be like, here's the solution. I've got something for you. Um, You don't have to be like, you know, buy my thing if you don't want to every time, but it's like, here's the next step. Here's the solution. Here's the free info you asked for. And if you want to take this further, here's the next step. Um, And that's where you can do your call to action for your sales stuff, right? If If you come and listen to one of my free audios, I will say, hey, by the way, I have this amazing program called Money Bootcamp. It can really help you. Here's what you do next. Here's how you can get that information. Otherwise, it's just like going, oh, you need this thing? Sorry, can't help you. See you later. Um, And so I'll role model that everywhere. At the end of videos, I often talk about signing up for one of my free courses or one of my freebies. In my freebies, I talk about joining my program. It's just telling people the next step. Okay, so I just want a little check in here. So what have you got if someone visits your restaurant, i.e. your website, your digital space, your social media platform, have you got little signposts? Have you got little things for them to to do to experience? Um, is there a work with me button? Is there a donate here button? Is there a here's my freebie button? Here's how you can do it. Almost like a menu, right? Like here's what I have available. Um, you know, are you making people guess how to work with you? Are you making them just work a little harder than they need to. So that's the first check-in before we go to the break is just have a little eye, and this is the perfect time to do it, have a little eye around your social media assets, your freebies that you offer, um, your website, and are you making it easy for people to make a little micro-commitment with you to take that next step? Are you giving them the menu of what's next? Okay, so uh, we'll, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> we're going to have a quick little break. And um, and I've got some real little cute nuances um, for you to put into place to prevent buyer's remorse, to bring people along on the journey. Um, some more tips after the break. I'll see you in a sec. Hi everyone, my name is Desiree and I live in Sydney, Australia. My virtual assistant business is called Uadmin VA Solutions. So this year I've done the podcast, I've done the money boot camp and I've read all of Denise's books and they've been amazing. And it was actually during this time that I launched my VA business in April 2022 this year and the growth of my business has also enabled me to leave my corporate role. I'm so much more relaxed about money. The books in the course have really enabled me to be more focused on my behaviours around money and it's been absolutely life-changing. I highly recommend the books and the course because it really helped me to simplify things around money and to shift the dial around my blocks. Okay, welcome back. So we're talking about micro-commitments, giving people um, little kind of tidbits along the journey. It's almost like, you know, luring them with pieces, little bits of bread. (laughs) 
<laughs> if they come to your website, do you have a tasty little freebie to go be like, here, come here. Now there's another little freebie. Now come over here. Um, yeah, so creating those high value free samples is a really great way to get clients to make that next commitment with you. So that's kind of the next step really is to um, do a bit of an inventory of what you've got um, for free, right? What opt-ins you have for free, what free reports, free audios, what have you got um, that's that's around in your business? And one is fine. You know, one is a really great place to start with. Don't feel like you have to have a million different things. But now's the time if you've been around for a while is to really look at those, evaluate them, see if they need to be updated a little bit, see if you can um, add a little bit more value, but also like make them work for you. So what we've been tending to do recently is a lot of my freebies, we've been putting in like testimonials in there. You know, if it's a a little free report ebook, we'll be like putting ads in there. You know, here's my money bootcamp. Here's a testimonial. Because why not, right? Why not do that? Because if they like your stuff and they like your free things, it's just showing them what that next step is. Okay. Um, Now, let's talk about when you have an actual uh, person interested in working with you and then when they ghost. This is this is really, really, really key, okay? So one of my early mentors, um, Kendall Summerhawk, who I love, 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 um, she always drummed into me when I started working with her. She said, until a client has um, paid, they're not a client. Until a client has, has committed something and paid you, you know, a deposit or paid you money, they're not a client. And this is a big mistake that I see a lot of people do, right, is that they have maybe a discovery session or like, you know, a free session with somebody and then people are like, okay, all right, thanks so much. Well, I'll go away and think about that or I'll definitely sign up. And Kendall really taught um, us and, you know, a lot of her, her students is get a deposit on the phone, get a commitment on the phone, get that th- next thing booked in. Um, otherwise, you really don't have a client. And I actually noticed this myself when I go to like the chiropractor or get a facial or go, doing something like that. If I don't book in my next one, sometimes life gets in the way. And sometimes it's just hard for me to make a phone call. Um, You know, not all of my practitioners have online appointments. So I have to call. I have to remember that they're not there on a particular day. I have to call within work hours. I have to, you know, not call during lunchtime. All of those things, it all becomes a little bit too hard. So if you've got a paid client and, um, you know, like at the end of it, book in your next session with them. Take that payment over the phone. Be ready to do that because otherwise life just gets in the way with people. Okay, so it's taking a deposit, taking money up front, um, booking in that next one. And those are those little commitments that are useful for your client as well. Skin in the game. They've got a commitment. They've made space for it. Um, I personally love paying for things up front, especially things like um, massages, uh, facials, like beauty treatments, saunas, things like that. Uh, even therapy. I love paying for therapy up front because I hate when you're like, you're just like, oh, relaxed or you're just in a zone. And then you're coming out and you're like, oh, sorry, remind me how much this is. Oh, let me get out my card. And it kind of bursts the bubble. So if you've been uh, like thinking about switching to payment up front and you're feeling like a bitch about it or you're feeling like, you know, your clients won't like it, I want you to think of the other side of making those commitments is actually really good for your clients. It's accountability. 
you know, they're less likely to cancel if they have that accountability, if um, if they've made that space, because life gets in the way. And as I said, you know, my chiropractor, I go every couple of weeks to my chiropractor. But if I don't make that appointment, there's been times where it turned into six months. And like I had a sore neck, I had a sore back, it was really painful. But it was also painful for me to make that phone call, because it was just really hard for me to do it. I needed that booked in. And I would say even um, I got an Uber here today to the podcast studio. And my Uber guy was like, oh, yeah, I've got a podcast I just recorded at home. And I said, yeah, I could record mine at home, but I probably, probably won't. And that's why I pay to go to a podcast studio um, and do it there because it's accountability for me. And I just, yeah, I could do it at home, but I know I won't. Okay. So all of those things of, um, you know, uh, booking things in and deposits, they are all accountability measures. So if you're speaking to a potential client and they're like, yep, I want to work with you, you can go, great, let's take a deposit now. Uh, Do you want to pay Visa, MasterCard, PayPal? What do you want to do? Or at least get it in your diary. Just say, look, my diary gets full up. I want to make sure that we have this in. Let's do this now. Um, Because it's really kind to do that for people. Okay, so let's talk about buyer's remorse because this is a a big thing too where people commit and then you'll go – they will change their mind and you just go, oh God, what happened? They sounded so enthusiastic. And sometimes what happens is that they go home and they talk to their spouse and their spouse isn't an entrepreneur or their spouse doesn't understand the value of what you offer. And they go, what did you, what, what What did you spend money on that for? And they go, oh yeah, you're right. Why did I spend that money on that? And they feel guilty um, some And they feel guilty for different reasons. Some people feel guilty about the money. Some people feel guilty about being selfish. You know, some people feel like, oh, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't spend that money on myself. Some people, you know, just get embarrassed about their dreams if someone else poo-poos them and things like that. So what I do for my money boot camp, on my thank you page, I have little videos from um, people who have been in money boot camp for a while saying um, – you know, why they think it's a good decision. And they'll be like, I was really nervous too, but this is the best thing I've ever done for my business. Or I was really nervous about spending the money, but this is, you know, been such a useful thing for me. Just to kind of give that um, that person who might be a bit nervous about investing in themselves some extra reassurance. And so you can really use your thank you page to make sure that you're telling people, this is what's going to happen. You're going to get an email. You're going to get this. If you need people to book in with you, put that on the thank you page. Don't make them look out for an email. Because have you noticed sometimes with um, like if someone's login details go to spam, they almost see that as a sign. If they're looking for a sign to not work with you or feeling really guilty, they'll be like, oh, I knew I shouldn't have done this. Or they, they feel like, oh, my God, I've been ripped off. What's happened? So you can use that thank you page just to really avoid that buyer's remorse, really reassure them you've made a great decision. This is what's going to happen next. Um, and, yeah, you know, like make sure that the autoresponder works, all of those things, because they're those little micro commitments. Hey, fill in this client survey right now. Here's this thing. Um, I like to put little free gifts on those thank you pages too. Hey, here's something you can do right away. Here's a free meditation or something like that. So really check in with yourself around some of these processes that you have with either potential clients or paid clients um, to make sure it's really, really, really clean really clean here, post-purchase instructions, post-purchase reassurance, um, and seeing how you can feel better about just making those people 
um, feel better about investing in themselves with you. Uh, yeah, so that's that's another way to avoid that. Now, what about these unexpected surprises? Okay, because I see this a lot too where people um, over-deliver and over-promise things, but I actually really love those unexpected surprises on the other side. So as I said, doing a little like meditation or a little freebie or something like that and do it in a way that is appropriate for the price point. You know, you wouldn't necessarily send flowers out to every client, but if they were a big client, that might actually be appropriate to do something like that. But you could absolutely put something that's um, a high value on that thank you page just to, you know, just to be kind of generous. Now, the flip side of that, this is something that sometimes does cause people to ghost, is actually too much over-delivering too much, making it too confusing for people of here. here's all these things that you have to do. Um, here's all these different call to actions. Here are all these um, like freebies that you have to go through. And people can just get very, very, very confused. Um, so make it really, really simple and high value. But um, yeah, don't, don't make it confusing for people. And my last tip for today is thinking about people's um, accessibility needs. And I can only talk to from myself as someone with ADHD around this, but, you know, really check in with some of your clients about what's confusing, what makes it hard for them to buy from you. Um, it could be that you, um, you don't offer PayPal, and they only want to pay with PayPal. Sometimes you've just got to ask the questions of, is there anything that I could do to make this easier for you? Now, with my ADHD, as I said, sometimes if things are too open-ended, then I, I really struggle with committing to things. And so if people are like, hey, what do you want to do next? I'll be like, eh, eh, I'll short circuit. But if they're like, this or that, do you want this package or that package? Do you want, um, I don't know, just something really simple. I did something recently, actually, and they sent out this massive big questionnaire um, in the follow-up email, and it really was hard. I was like, that could be a form. That would be so much easier for me with a form rather than this big, long email that then I had to copy and paste and take out all their stuff and then put it back in an email to them, and then I couldn't help myself. I had to bold the headings so then they could see my answers, and that made it really tricky for me. You know, and I just happen to be procrastinating something else. But sometimes you confuse your people. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to click on. And a confused mind always says no. A confused mind always says no. And so if you've been wondering why people are just not answering your um, follow-ups or they're not using your stuff or they're not saying yes, it could be that they're just a little bit confused about what to do next. So just to recap what we've spoken about today, it's how to make people um, commit to working with you. So as I was saying, that nail salon example, they could have just asked, what do you want? What do you actually need? And I'll see if I can fit you in. They could have sat me down, put my feet in some water, and I would have been committed. Um, just asking people what they need is a hugely underlooked thing. Then telling people what to do next. If you've got a free uh, resource, here's what to do next. Here's how you can work with me next is a big thing. And it's totally okay to have those call to actions in your newsletter at the end of every blog post um, and in your freebies. You're totally allowed to advertise in your freebies to tell people what to do next. The other thing is to make sure that your website is very clear. If you're a charity, have that big donate button. If you want people to work with you, have a big book with me button. 
and um, and give people something while they wait. So that could be something on your thank you page um, to make sure that they know what's coming next, if they need to book in with you, if they need to fill in a form and also a little freebie. It's like, you know, when you go to the restaurant and they give you a little pot of nuts, I'm happy. I don't care if they're busy. I'm happy. So just check in with all of those things and just see if you're making it easy for people to work with you and say yes. And remember to taking deposits making sure that you've got your money systems in place so you can actually get those people in. Some of you might be wanting to get people to pay up front, all of those things. Okay, so um, I would love to hear your comments from today's episode if there's any little nuggets. Remember, this podcast is all about just giving you tiny little nuggets that you can implement. And the greatest compliment that you can give me is if you tell me what you've implemented because that makes my Virgo heart my little service Virgo heart, so happy to hear that you've actually put something into practice. And remember, you don't have to be perfect. It's just putting these little micro things into place, making it really easy for people to give you money. And that's how you chill and prosper, not from being perfect, but just from doing the thing. All right. I will see you at the end of this last break. Stick around for a sec with one little final thought to send you on your way today. Hi, I'm Eileen Adamson, owner of Your Money Sorted, helping teachers to maximise their money. I first discovered Denise with the book Get Rich Lucky Bitch and oh my goodness, what a game changer it's been for me. Through that, I discovered that I actually had a poverty mindset. I've always been really good with money and good with the figures, but I could never understand why I felt so horrible about money and why money always made me feel worried. And through that book, I was able to realise what the biggest problems were and the fact that my mindset was the biggest problem. Denise, I cannot thank you enough for that. Okay, so my little thought for you today is... It's just a reminder, a little affirmation. It's safe for me to ask. It's safe for me to ask for the sale. It could be it's just safe for me to ask. So it's safe for me to follow up. It's safe for me to ask if somebody wants to still work with me. It's safe for me to ask for the money if they've said that they're going to work with me. It's safe for me to send that invoice. So I want want you just to write that down if that's uh, resonating with you today and you just been a little bit triggered by today's conversation of thinking, but it's really rude to tell people what to do next. It's really rude to chase people up. It's really rude to ask for the sale. Just I want you to write that down. It's safe for me to ask because sometimes people just need that little nudge. They need you to make it easy for them. It's not rude. It's very kind just to tell them and to follow up. So yeah, it's safe for you to ask. All right, my gorgeous, I will see you next week for another episode of Chill and Prosper. Take care. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time. Hey, and thanks for listening. And just a reminder that the Price of Money Bootcamp is going up $500 on the 1st of March. So if you've been thinking about working with me, and I know some people wait years, do not wait anymore. Jump on over and avoid the price increase. Go to denisedt.com slash bootcamp and see if it's right for you. I hope it is. And it's your time and you're ready for the next step.